I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Woo. Now... Yes. We well, need to play our jingle to get us in. I'll play the jingle if you want. Hang on. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Welcome. Welcome indeed. Now, from time to time, your teenage daughters will ask you a difficult question. Um, but this morning, I uh, got a very difficult question from Ruth. She was. Uh, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> well, I, you, you were doing a bit of research, which I was very pleased to see. Uh, you were on the internet and you said to me, Dad, is the Daily Express a reliable news source? Which is a very difficult question. I mean, all I could tell you was that it is registered as a newspaper. Why were you asking me if the Daily Express... People have different opinions about whether the Daily Express... That's just what the news... I was website I was, that was the website. At. It's all related to my later story, so I'll just leave that. All right, we'll so leave it hanging that's there. That's a hook there. That is a hook. You. We'll come back to that later. It's a tease. I wanted to, I'd like to talk about spots, blemishes in the skin. And the reason I'm doing that is a piece that I, it's what you would describe as, is this some cockamamie thing from The Guardian? This exactly is some cockamamie thing from The Guardian. Oh, my favourite. Uh, yeah. What do teenage girls need to know to navigate those difficult years? And number one here was the truth about spots. Tell your daughter, that's you, that spots or blackheads are not caused by these things. Greasy food, not exfoliating, not washing enough or properly, not drinking enough water, germs on the skin, chocolate, bad karma, etc. Spots and blackheads, do you know what they are caused by? Um, they're caused by blockages. Caused... Oh, yeah, blockages in the skin. Yeah, blockages caused by sebum. What's sebum? I don't know, it's about S-E-B-U-M. That is not doing your research properly. I need to know what sebum is, Dad. Well, well, it causes spots. Should I Google it? Which, yeah, you Google it. Which you often have much more of when you're a teenager because of certain hormone misbehaviour. Sebum blocks the pores from... Is it S-E-B-U-M? Yeah. Oily secretion of hmm. the sub... Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Sebaceous glands. Yeah, sebaceous. Sebaceous glands. Sebum blocks the pores from underneath and then bacterial infl- inflammation causes the spot. Good at spot creams can take a few weeks to work because they stop new ones from forming. So she, that's you, has to be patient. Also in, in this uh, Cockamamie Guardian uh, piece, in fact, I think we, we might call it... Cockamamian. The Cockamamian, possibly. Number 10 is how to manage money. This is 10 things to tell your teenage daughter or something. What do teenage girls need to know to navigate those difficult years, is what it's called. Nothing. 
you learn these things as you get older. That's one of the points. Yes, but I think uh, if you're a guardian parent, what you try and do is try guide precisely into knowing the that's things. why it's called the guardian um you do try and oh because you are wow 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 i am your guardian that's, that's great well number 10 is how to manage money talk to her that's you me yeah about the tricks that advertisers and shops use to pretend she's getting a bargain when she's old enough show her the household budget well if we had one i'd show it you not many so, people have like there's a certain type of person who plan their meals in advance. Mm. We're not, no, we're not we're meal very much planners, not. are we? We're not meal planners, not at all. However, that does lead us on to something else that uh, I spotted, and that is that you, as a Generation Z... Now, mm. Generation Z, we've discussed this loads, are people... It's somewhat of the basis of the podcast. Yes, and it's anybody who was born beyond 2000. You were born in the year 2000, so that makes you... I think it's just before that. I think it's like 1999. Well, apparently you are now, as a Generation Z, in the spotlight uh, as far as advertisers are concerned. I found this on a... Oh, I thought that a, you were going to be like, you're in the spotlight, congrats. No, you're in the spotlight, be careful, because advertisers are very keen on getting their message across to Generation Zs now. After years spent hidden... This was from... An advertising website and it says after years you know for advertising practitioners uh, after years spent hidden in the shadows of millennials generation z is taking over the spotlight and making some se- yes making up some serious waves in the process says monotype in an analysis of gen z experience gen z's are the first true digital natives born between the late 1990s to the mid-2000s and only know a world with internet access, social media... Yeah, that's the difference, and is that we've never known any phones. different. Well, having grown up, this is you now, in an era of Snapchat, Instagram and constant connectivity, Gen Zs are creating branded content and writing genuine reviews. Mm. So are we talking about things like these uh, blogs that you see from people round about you know the who are advertising makeup and My, all that. what they're, they're saying older is, they're like millennials who advertise to generation z this christmas that has just gone there was a massive like news thing you might have seen it because it made like mainstream news of um zoella you've heard of zoella yeah, haven't yeah. you she's like she blogs about beauty products and gets money from makes loads of money, from, loads yeah, of money from, yeah she came out with an advent calendar that had things like it had cookie cutters in it it was like it had like a bauble in it it was 50 pounds in boots and it's just like preying on like 12 year old girls who worship her well i'm aware that people are trying to sell me stuff but i think it's because i'm 17 so i'm a bit older a bit wiser shall we move on ruth shall we you're going to tell us about uh, some television or the Kardashians or something? Do you want me to tell you about the Kardashians? Tell Keep me about, up with them? Uh, well, I, I need to know. I've not heard anything about so, the Kardashians all week. This is breaking news. It's not breaking news when you're listening to this. I'm not breaking the news, by the way, <laughs> just to be clear. Yes. Right. I don't want people to think that, like... You're that close to the Kardashians yeah. that you're breaking the news. But this news was broken today. I um, think so, yeah. Well, And when I say today... Depends when you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. Could be so, uh, could be this could someone could be listening to this years in the future. Mm. That's weird. Ruth. Isn't that weird? Well it isn't, it isn't. I sometimes find articles that I wrote for the Independent in the nineteen eighties crop up on the internet. Sometimes you know, I'll be looking for 
something uh, you know well say when I'm doing this the music which we'll do shortly and I'm looking at a piece of music and researching the artist I'll go on the internet look down something and say, my god I wrote that piece and I'll be I'll be clicking on my own article from the 1980s in the independent to actually do the piece but anyway breaking news about someone the could be listening to this and then we're sat here so yeah yeah, somebody it's could like time travel. Hundreds of years time. Yeah, and this could be used as like both be dead. Like when people are studying mm. sociology or something like that, and they're looking back at like how the world worked and crazy right they'd be more likely to be looking at some report from a think tank. But anyway, tell me about the Kardashians. But that's the problem, isn't it? Tell me about anyway. the Kardashians for God's sake. So, don't shout at me. <laughs> Uh, the Guardian doesn't ever tell you to shout at your teenage <laughs> no, children. The Guardian doesn't shout at all. The Guardian is not a shouting newspaper. The Guardian's quite. The Daily Express is a shouting newspaper. If you, you know, they will shout. They shout about Brexit a lot. You such a. You're not a Guardian parent at all. No. All right. Let's hear about the Kardashians. This was on Fox News. So the title was Kim will ask Trump to pardon drug offender. So Kim is going to meet with the president as part of her ongoing effort to win a pardon for the 62-year-old great-grandmother, Alice Johnson, who is serving a life sentence without parole for a first-time non-violent drug offence. And she's going to try and get a pardon. And that, um, she's been talking to Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner is married to Ivanka. Ivanka, yeah. She's going to talk with them. And then later on in the evening, the, um, Trump and Ivanka are going to... Well, Donald Trump and Ivanka are going to host... Kim for dinner, right. isn't that nice? Are, is Trump and the uh, and the Kardashians do they mix a lot? Are they not really? I don't think. Maybe before. Um, I mean, is he, is he on their sort of radar? Are they Trump supporters or? Well, I'm not sure. I know I'm pretty sure that they were Clinton supporters, or I'm pretty sure Kim was anyway. Mm. I'm not. I feel like they keep quite quiet politically. Right. I feel like Kendall Jenner, who is. The, the one who's the model and is the most liberal I feel like she was a Clinton Hillary supporter but I'm not sure about Kim and stuff but I think they'll have mixed Do, in the same circles the lawyer who represented OJ Simpson which is the only Kardashian that I know is called Robert Kardashian I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure but yeah you're right they would move in the same circles to extent yeah. because uh, Trump did get involved in uh, NFL football at one stage and uh, of course OJ Simpson was uh, an NFL player I'm not sure how solid your research is on this because I'd like to know something about the woman who's serving a life sentence. What do we well, know about this her? Is, that's what I said. Alice Johnson, she's 62, year old, 62 years old and she's a great-grandmother and she's serving a life sentence without parole for a first-time non-violent drug offence. I want to know what the offence was. It just says a first-time non-violent offence on all the websites. I have just found from a Memphis newspaper, Memphis in Tennessee... Have you found what it was? Yes. She, really? Yes, I have. None of she, the big news reporters. Have she led a multi-million dollar drug ring that dealt in tonnes of cocaine from 1991 wow. to 94. However, who knows how accurate multi-million dollar drug ring is? That's what, how it was reported. But it was the era of uh, Clinton's crime reform bill, that's obviously Bill Clinton's crime reform yeah. bill, which was locking up black men and women for drug crimes and giving them long mandatory prison sentences. Mm-hmm. And she has a, a, a personal story. I won't go into the whole personal story because people are going to be that interested. But she has a personal story of uh, a lot of trouble in her life. Yeah, yeah, and, she does. Uh, I mean, she's 62 years old and a great-grandmother. So. Yeah, and her youngest son was killed in a motorbike accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of Death like of a that. child. Yeah, precisely. 
we're going to have a two second gap now so that we can easily insert an advert into this podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we now... I don't know this. Yes. Well, it's a new thing. We now insert a two-second gap. Now... We're real uh, capitalists now, aren't we? We certainly are. I like to get on board with whatever product is being uh, being advertised. We used to have a rule when I was on commercial radio years ago that you separated yourself from the uh, adverts. And I've always liked to be on board and actually talk up the adverts. Well, that's so, what they do... Um these YouTubers do. They pretend they, like they really love whatever it is. Precisely. I'm precisely. sure sometimes they actually do, but... Yes, well, I like to think that... See, but my problem here is I don't know what product is going to be advertised. <laughs> so all I'd like to say is, to anybody listening to the Ruthie, Me and My Dad podcast... Oh, by the way, uh, just a bit of self-advertisement. Do rate and review, please. So it, it does help us. If you rate the podcast, you review the podcast, tell your friends, smash that like button... All the other stuff, um, if you're going to and retweet, etc., uh, etc. Et That's the bit of self promotion. But as far as the product goes, that is going buy to buy it. Yes, I was going to say absolutely, Ruth. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to see. It's really, such really a, good. Buy it now. Such an enthusiastic young capitalist. We don't know what it is, but whatever it is, we love it, and we use it all the time. Don't we love we? it, and we use it all the time. Struck. Stroke. will use it all the time stroke, stroke we'll could log on use to it, it all the time stroke, stroke would click on it if we'll we saw use it, it once and it'll be great yeah. stroke will go away yeah on uh, a plane precisely. to that place we'll definitely go away to that place whatever it is and um we, we're behind it 100 percent. so 100 uh, percent. and we'd like you to get behind it too and while you're doing that don't forget to rate and uh, review us and uh, tell you smash sm- smash the like button tell your friends well high time we talked about music now in our ad break i've received a text oh yes you are during the ad break you've got a text yeah that is desperately needs replying to my friend's just seen a boy in b&m and um who we went to a party with and she was like 
Um, I'm trying to find my sister and it's so embarrassing. And I said, go say hi. He said, he's on the till, so I might have to. And he said... Um, he's which, on the till in B&M? In B&M. And I said, no, which B&M? Was... And um, she said, Wakefield, like near Maslan and Home Bargains. Do you know where, where we are? <laughs> um, and uh... so this is the kind of breaking news that we need to be reporting. Right, so he's lost his, lost his sister in B&M? No, 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 no. Um, Tilly, my friend. Your friend. Lost her sister. In B&M? In B&M. Right, that's so bad. What? But I, I see. I like being. In I don't think she's actually full on lost. I mean, her sister's like twelve as well. So, mm. does it really count as lost? Not when really. does it stop being? I want to know when the line is drawn. Where so now, if I walk around in a shop away from my parents, I'm not lost, am I? I'm just no. on my own. Mm. When does when do I become unlost? You become lost when it's reported by into the police. You become lost. If, yeah, you, but if you were missing... Do you remember when I went missing in TK Maxx? <laughs> no, I don't remember. So I was in TK Maxx. I actually full-on was actually missing. I mean, for like... <laughs> How old were you then when you were missing in TK Maxx? Like six, so? like young. Um, and we were downstairs, this TK Maxx leads. We were downstairs in TK Maxx. And then I couldn't find mum. I don't know where I was gone. So I went upstairs in TK Maxx. And um, and I Those was like crying, and I saw they were upstairs. But like this was the first time I'd ever moved floors on my own. I thought Mum had left me on the bottom floor, and then Mum found me, and she was like, "Well, it's easy to get lost in TK Maxx because there are so many bargains in there." This is just in case there are advertisers. <laughs> there are so many bargains and so many different. Uh, I I find TK Maxx bewildering in that uh, it's it's not a all of a sudden there's a shirt with a zip, you know. It's not like a great, like I don't enjoy shopping in it, but it's good for the bargains. Mm. It's just, it's not pleasant. This is our music spot. This is where I introduce uh, you to a piece of music. You introduce me to a piece of music. And I was uh, surprised uh, a little bit, but I don't know why I should have been surprised. When we were watching uh, Stand By Me and uh, the song uh, Every Day. Uh, came on. Oh, by Buddy Holly. Yeah, now you know that now. But at the time, I said, <laughs> Dad to you, was like, uh, "I'm not telling you who that's by. I'm, I'm yeah. just not telling you because I don't." And but you yes. like, don't say you know who it is in the podcast. Don't say you know. Yeah. And I did. But you didn't. The, the, the song was every day. No, every day. It's, it's again getting closer, going faster. This is how we avoid the copyright laws. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still it, it, he's still well Buddy Holly is no longer with us the estate of Buddy Holly should actually get the royalties when we say every day it's a getting closer the music can stand by me is so good isn't it well it's all from the, that late lollipop, 50s lollipop. the film features lots of music as you say from uh, the late 50s 1959 mm-hmm. just about going into 1960 things like the Cordettes who of course had that big hit with Mr Sandman uh, I'm a big fan of pre-Beatles pop even though I'm also a big fan of the Beatles as I may have mentioned the piece of music I'll play the piece of music now the piece of music that I've uh, brought in for you is Buddy Holly doing Not Fade Away so let's have a listen I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna be Are you gonna give your love to me Well, there we are. Uh, 20 seconds of uh, Buddy Holly for review purposes. 
and that was not fade away. Which interesting. I enough, enjoyed it. Mm, well, interesting if that was a hit for the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones did a cover version, not fade away. Um, what happened? All that music you enjoyed so much in Stand by Me, mm-hmm. which we should say is the film based on the Stephen King uh, book. Novella. Is, novella. Yes, small uh, Stephen King short story. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Short story novella. It says based on the Stephen King novella at the end of the film. It does, yes. But I always think a novella is just a Guardian way of saying short story. Um, but Guardian's I, been getting some real <laughs> stick in this episode. And the Daily Express, don't forget. I don't think we've really gave them much stick to the Daily Express. No. I mean, you, you implied it was only a newspaper in name. But. <laughs> yes, because you said, is the da- I mean, you just asked me, is the Daily Express a reliable news source? And I thought, oh, blimey, there is a question. Is the Daily Express... Anyway, this novella that, uh, the short story, long short story written by uh, Stephen <laughs> King uh, called... Long short story of somewhat of an oxymoron. Mm. Oh, well done. Thank you, uh, thank you. You're welcome. So uh, this film, Stand By Me, a lot of that pre-Beatles music, were, which, interestingly enough, didn't get um, played in Britain in 1959. They were all big hits in America. Not Why not? One of them was a big hit in the UK. What um, were you listening to? We were listening to the BBC because there was no commercial. There was Radio Luxembourg, you'd hear a bit of it, but there was very little. When I was growing up, there was very little commercial radio, or no commercial radio virtually in the UK. And the BBC was absolutely shocking in terms of playing American records. They wouldn't play American music. So um, you wouldn't hear a big American song until a British artist had covered it. So Buddy Holly had phenomenal influence. Buddy Holly died in 1959, by the way, uh, in a plane crash in Iowa. Um, oh, R.I.P. Yeah, indeed. There were. You'd be rather late. You could tweet R.I.P. Buddy Holly, <laughs> but you would be um, forty odd years, fifty odd years late. The yeah. So he died in this plane crash in uh, Iowa. He had a couple of brief years recording from about 57 to 59. And he wrote a phenomenal amount of brilliant music, which uh, influenced the Britpop of the era immensely. Without Buddy Holly, probably the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, all those people, they all played Buddy Holly songs in their live sets. And the second hit, or maybe second or third hit, that the Rolling Stones had was that very song, Not Fade Away. It was a number one for the Stones. Wow. Having not been a hit particularly for uh, Buddy Holly. The Beatles, on their first or second LP, did Words of Love, which is another uh, Buddy Holly song. So, a fantastically influential artist. Uh, And have you heard the song American Pie? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that. Um, Madonna did a version of it, and Don McLean and um, yeah famous one it's in a lot of films that as well and is it in, in the film american pie uh, it is well actually i've never seen the film american pie because that's just about people doing um obscene things with pies really isn't it um but hey, it's nothing to do with buddy holly but the song american pie is all about buddy holly it's about don mclean going around delivering his newspapers on what the americans call a newspaper route and he l- learns from probably from the newspapers that buddy holly has died he was born in 1936 in Lubbock, Texas, died 1959. So you've brought in Muramasa and Lovesick featuring ASAP Rocky. Now the S's are dollar signs. Indeed. So, Have I should we start from the beginning? Let's start from the beginning. Muramasa. 
Is it pronounced Mira Mesa? Yeah. All oh, right, because it's spelled Mira. Um, ASAP Rocky, not ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, okay. ASAP Rocky. Um, and Lovesick, you pronounce right? Well done. <laughs> so I pronounce Lovesick. Should we okay, just play yeah. it and then you can Let's just tell just, me what you think? Absolutely. Let's play it. Okay, she giving me love, but it fuck my energy up. Every time it's finna be summer, only got the memories of us. And now we industry lovers, they making enemies of us. I mean, them times we in public, they drain this energy from us. Visit it to Mia, be my senorita. They either or I be the either way, you need a visa. I ain't talking about massive cars, debit cars, either. Credit charge, permit the frog, Yes, uh, reference to Kermit the Frog. Uh, we managed to get in yeah. there. And uh, energy levels. I like all the references. It's clever. It's very clever. Is it a big hit? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm not sure whether it's on like stuff like Capital, but I don't think it is. I've it never is heard it. I really like Mary Mercer as a band. Did I you enjoy it. it? I did enjoy it. I'm... I saw you doing a bit of dancing. You had sort of a one finger in the air, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's difficult to dance when you're sitting on a chair with the headphones on, but I did the best I could. Okay. And I noticed it had got 39 million views on YouTube. Which is not that many. What, 39 million? I think other songs, like That's... really popular songs, will have had way more than that. That's like, I wonder how much stuff like Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Like, I wonder how many that's got. Well, let's do a unique experiment here. Let's go onto YouTube. Do you want me to and go? And see who's... No, I'll do it while we're... Um, uh, and then I'll In edit. conversation. Right, 49 million views on yeah, YouTube. which I don't think is that many. Like, but I'm not 49 sure. 49 million? I'm not sure, but I just don't think it's that many. Like, I think that if you looked up in something, yeah. like, massive and mainstream, then it would actually have way more views than that well as it happens i know exactly how many views shape of you has got uh, shape of you has three but i mean i saw 49 million when when you asked me to and you were and i was thought so my god how, you know i thought we were doing really well getting like a five or six hundred downloads of the uh, podcast when i saw 49 million for that Mira Mercer. Mira Mercer. Mira, I said it right there, didn't you I? kind of rolled your R, though. It's a bit weird. Mira Mercer. Mira Mercer. Right. That Mira Mercer. Is that Yeah, that's right? perfect. Oh, brilliant. Um, when I Although, s- um, just as a disclaimer, I don't actually know no. how it's meant to be pronounced. I've only ever heard me, my friends, and then I think one yeah. girl who... Because it could be with the Leeds it. accent. Don't forget the Leeds accent. Mira Mercer. That is not what I sound like. No, it's not entirely, but that's possible. Mary Mercer. You think I sound like Oasis? No, I think no, Oasis Manchester. Yeah, I know, but that's what you sound like. Mary Mercer. That's because I'm from Manchester. Manchester. Is that no, how a Manchester, no, Manchester accent goes? Like, Ma- Manchester. <laughs> no, that's wrong. Manchester. Manchester. But anyway, when I saw 49 million there for that, I thought, wow, that must have been the most popular song in the world. And then I look at Shape of You and it's 3 billion 500. This is the popular. Everybody in the world must have viewed Shape of You. Well, no, there's 8 billion people, isn't there? This is this means that everybody in the Western, you know, because there will be people living. People have watched it, it more than once. Though. Yeah, but there'll be people living in the the highlands in Afghanistan in remote villages who won't be aware of Ed Sheeran. No, I was just going to say that um, ASAP Rocky is an American rapper, mm-hmm. and Alex Crossan, who is Mira Mercer, and Mira Mercer is from a Japanese word, mm-hmm. um, and he is 
from Guernsey. Thought it was interesting. Not really heard of many people from Guernsey. No, Channel Islands haven't produced many famous people. There is a film called The Guernsey Potato People. The the Guernsey Potato People, which are about little tiny potato men who live under under bridges. It's called The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Right. I would quite like to see it. And that's our music spot for this week. Should we? Yeah, that's our music spot for this week. It certainly is. Should we move on? If only there was some way that we could tell our audience we were going to move on. You have one more bit, I understand, Ruth. Yeah. Give me your bit. The Daily Express, because I said we hooked them in, didn't we? We did. So they published an article that say, called Revere or Remove, The Battle of a Statue's Heritage and History. They were talking about the debate over how much we need to pay homage to, like, um, imperial England um, and because Historic England did this programme which was the one that was called Revere or Remove as well and then in the article by the Daily Express there was the retired um, I've written a word that looks a lot like Rear Rear Admiral yeah yeah, that's his oh, real is that word. a real word? Yeah, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Retired Rear Admiral, Admiral Roger Lane Knott said it was political correctness gone mad. So this is taking down statues of people like Nelson and so Churchill. it came after this, this programme, the um, picture for it was the statue of Nelson with a wrecking ball next to it mm. and it said revere or remove. So that was what it came. Um, but the Daily Express published their article after um, a woman who kind of got the debate kicked off really um, called... Afua Hirsch? Yes. Um, How I, I do you say that? Afua Afua Hirsch, I think. Afua Hirsch. Yeah. Um, she's and a, she... She's, she's a, a well-known sort of controversialist. She appears on TV all the time. She did a lot of stuff yeah, I did on, on the Harry and uh, Meghan Markle wedding in the t- commenting on the fact that Meghan Markle was black. Right. But so she's she... great, uh, Afua Hirsch, because she also has a Jewish grandmother, so she sort of owns everything. She can have a she, she she's sort of mixed race. Uh, she's got a Jewish Jewish heritage, and she's got I think a, an Asian Indian heritage as well. So she has a go at everything. She's brilliant. Wow. They, she's brought in as a talking head. She's never never out of television studios. Goes from one to the other. Anyway, good. she published a column in the Guardian titled. Britain doesn't just glorify its violent past, it gets high in it. Um, And this, the byline of this was... Byline? No, the subheading. Subheading of this was, The defensive patriotic narrative of empire has become a drug. Like all addicts, those hooked on it cannot stomach critique. Which is quite a bold thing to say Mm, about empire. Um, so she talked a bit about the Ch- the Churchill film, The Darkest Hour, painting Churchill as this man who stood alone against fascist Nazism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she talked a bit about Poland, who had just passed a law. This will, I think, annoy you particularly as a Jewish man. Jewish man was weird. <laughs> um, so they passed a law. I do identify as a Jewish man. <laughs> so historians who raised facts of Poland's complicity with the um with the Nazis with the Nazis yeah. could face up to 3 years in prison if they mentioned how Poland were complicit with it and didn't So they're trying, this is Poland trying to hide and hide. bury it Yeah, bury the the fact the past, that they yeah. bury the fact that out of all the places Poland were extremely They were yes they, Yeah, I mean France and Poland were like yeah Go on, take them, have them. 
But what she's saying then is that Poland is trying to bury its uh, disreputable past and the UK... But we're doing the we're exact doing the same, same thing, thing just with a different period of history, with mm. imperialism. But she's also saying that we're not all only trying to bury it in the way that Poland are, but we're also... We glorify it. We have statues of people. Mm. And I think it's also a lot like um, in America. They were trying to get rid of statues that were in like the south mm. of people who defended slavery. Well, I, w- I, w- I just want I want to know your opinion because I think it's important not to ignore your past because I n- and not to ignore the fact that we're a history were... student. Yes, you're yeah. history. Yeah. Um, it's important not to to recognise our imperialism, but then also people feel patriotism helps the English people, and I don't know. I just think it was interesting. Yes. And, and so what 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 do you think? What I think as a patriot, I think that these statues ought to uh, stay up. Uh, to be honest but what would you um, say about the because she was saying that Nelson was a man who defended slavery yes he may very well have done what I'm saying is we should be I'm not entirely sure how uh, accurate that is but I'm saying that when we teach history we should you know we should take account of the fact that uh, not the fact that somebody I mean the fact that somebody def- if he made money out of slavery which of course lots of uh, huge firms that we still invest in over here and still exist made money out of slavery we should be aware of that but not necessarily I mean, I mean Siemens Engineering if you like the, your uncle works for Siemens Engineering they're, they're a perfectly respectable firm without them we wouldn't have a lot of uh, a lot of temporary traffic lights and things Siemens yeah uh, great yeah Siemens <laughs> and we you know how much we love those temporary traffic lights but what I'm saying is they produced arms for the Germans yeah, during like, the war but there's no Lots there's of, not like a expiry date on history no there's an expiry date but that's precisely it you know we're aware of what happened and we move on yeah, it but is, my view. is it the right thing to be doing to have it to be having statues where people are celebrated and making films where men are celebrated, like the Churchill film? Churchill film was great. Churchill film was great, and yeah, but portraying him as this it, hero who's well, there, you're portraying one period in his life um, during which he was undoubtedly a hero. You know, he he brought uh, Canada and America into the. We would have lost the war without Churchill. No two ways about it. Uh, and it depends whether. Af- you know, and Afua Hirsch, uh, her Jewish heritage and her black and Asian heritage would have done a fat lot of good if uh, Churchill hadn't been about to uh, win the war for us. You know, she wouldn't be walking around from CNN to Sky to whatever other station she's on. She would, uh, well, she wouldn't be here. So, uh, in that respect, uh, yes, uh, Churchill was a hero. Uh, other periods in his life, he was on the wrong side of history. But it's history, isn't it? He was on the yeah. wrong side of history. And uh, I think when it comes to the history of slavery, the UK has a lot a lot to be shameful about, but also has the fact that Wilberforce... You know, we weren't as bad as the Americans, put it that way. Yeah, but just because you weren't as bad as someone else doesn't mean no, you weren't. No, and I don't, think, I don't think it's hidden either. Yeah, I think it's a topic that we're never going to have a complete way to look at it well I think a way to look at it is yes the statues stay the, the statues stay, stay but the Colston Hall in Bristol remains called the Colston Hall etc but we're aware uh, of the history it's about striking the balance between remembering but we don't want to glorify it no but the, there's nothing wrong with glorifying Churchill's role in the Second World War which is totally you know however much of a drunk he was however sexist he was in today's standards no, and also uh, like in a complete imperialist as well. And everyone, yes he was an imperialist but at that point people thought the empire was good and th- there were certain things that the, emp- that the imperialists did which were good like? 
like bringing democracy and you know parliamentary democracy to all sorts of countries like, yeah it's a grey area. I don't think you can totally condemn yeah. people who were imperialists. And I certainly don't think you ought to be knocking Nelson's column down. Okay, so Nelson column stays, but I think Afua Hirsch it's, does have something. Actually, she's probably got a point. To um, say, yeah. yeah she's, I'm not going to stop her from uh, speaking because we are a democracy. And we're a democracy because of all those people that came before us. Great. And on that note, I think um, that brings episode 16 to an end. It certainly does. To a close. It certainly does. Well done, Ruth. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 